I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Almost there. The penultimate episode, Hugh, the reunion dinner party. What did you think? Drama, drama, drama. It really was, wasn't it? It lived up to the billing, let's face it. Lots of drama. A lot much love in the room. Although we got a little taster of the love in the room when they... It gave us that little teaser of how the couples were going and all that. And we learned, surprise, surprise, Ollie and Tani were still together. Oh, look, yeah, <laughs> that really caught us off guard, didn't it not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the bond just seems to have got stronger and stronger. They're not actually living together, though. Yes, obviously there's stuff to do and there's arrangements to be made and mm. job applications to be sent out and notice work and all of that kind of stuff for him to move from Perth to Sydney. And then... He was hardly going to move into her apartment, so they probably need to be looking for somewhere bigger, like, you know what I mean, than a shoebox. A goldfish could barely move into that apartment. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. They're just secure. And that's a sign, probably, that they are secure and they're being quite mature about it. The fact that they can be apart for the number of weeks and come back. And then, like, the fact that he said, that Ollie actually said that Tani could be living in a deserted shack on a forbidden island and he'd Mm. still go to her. It's like, it's so cute. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't say much more. And then, we got the big reveal that Melinda and Leighton are still together as well. Well, that could have gone either way, Hugh. I you know think? that they, yeah, I know they were together at their final vows. But again, if a couple of months have gone with those two, sure, it, it could mm, have gone either I way. I suppose, I suppose. But it, that as well, that seems deeper than ever. They're in a happier place than ever before. Although we got that line that, what is it? There's about three or four week days, days. out of the week that they don't argue. No, I'm glad to see that they're still together. But unfortunately, I think that was the, the sum of the success of the experiment. Well, we also got the little teaser, though, about Jesse and Claire. They're still texting, he said, every day. He, he mentioned the word rekindle. That he'd he like he ho- something I think to rekindle. He, said something like that he hoped it was still something still there, or maybe there's there's something still there. Yeah. So it kind of implies that he hadn't seen each other, although they'd spoken. You know, they texted every day. Yeah. Um, and it looked obvious he was in great form, wasn't he? Oh, he was. Had he his was. earphones on. He was doing his. Oh, he was doing the whole thing, and we were right back. All Jesse playing up to the cameras again. It was just like we were in episode one and two all over again. That was the end of the good news we got. We also got the impending drama coming towards us and a hurtle towards us, firstly in the form of Cam and Lindell. Mm, Will we get it out there? Lindell, yeah. Let's deal with this one. Lindell was out for vengeance because she has discovered, and we wonder how, that he has been sexting Taylor. Do you know what that is, Hugh? Yeah. Is that generational? Are you sure now? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Do. You're in your 50s, like, you know, I'm just checking. I read about such things. <laughs> you had to ask your son, didn't you? <laughs> no. No, come here. Oh, um. Please. <laughs> no, I don't think she was out for revenge. I think she was out for vindication. Hmm. I think, no, seriously, I don't think she was out for revenge. I think she just wanted to get her story across. I think she kind of had come to an understanding. I think she was relieved yeah. at finding out in some ways what she found out because she probably thought she was going absolutely mad that she had this guy and they had such a deep connection in the beginning and he was so into her. And next of all, it was just like flicking a switch. Yeah, I I, wasn't. I did have doubts about him right through. But in fairness, it does seem that the relationship was very much one of two halves in that everything was going great or semi great anyway. And he seemed to be still quite affectionate. And then suddenly this affection thing started creeping into the whole relationship. Well, as far as she's concerned, it didn't creep it in. It was yeah. it was sudden. Yeah. It was one day they were fantastic and the next day there was a big wedge between them and she couldn't identify what that wedge was. 
Until. Yeah. You'd wonder how she knew, although she kind of did say later on that she, she the saw The lads had told texting. her. She said the lads had told her. Oh, right, okay, yeah. I missed so that. So we don't know which lads had told her. Um, mm. But yeah, she did certainly imply that. And then later on at the dinner party, she said that she'd seen him texting her. Right. And she could have, like, you know, we all have male friends and it's absolutely fine if you text someone. And she probably thought nothing of it at the time. Mm. Right from the minute she came in to the, to the initial cocktail reception before the dinner party, her mission was to tell everybody in the place all about Cam. And her mission was also to get to Hugo if she possibly could first and inform him of the situation. Yeah, I think that was the responsible thing to do because I don't think she wanted Hugo to be blindsided. Although, you know, there was never anything between Hugo and Taylor. They're mm. only in it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, they probably haven't seen or spoken to each other since. So I don't understand what it'd be to him. Funny enough, when he did learn about it, he was pretty pissed off. He was way more pissed off than I thought he would be. I don't understand why. I think that was an act. Honest to God. Yeah. Like, why would he be pissed off? There was never anything between them there was no kissing there was no hugging there was no nothing at all between them and that was very clear so is it surprising that she's went off with somebody else he used an analogy about a car something about keys he thought he was given the wrong keys or something like that and stuff like that it it wasn't right somebody else had the keys (laughs) well um, you know I suppose for Linda I can understand her upset if it it had started during the experiment I can get I get that 100% Mm. Um, for Hugo I don't think it would have made a difference either way again if I was Hugo I'd be kind of saying oh do you know what yeah I'm glad I'm glad I know the reason now it definitely wasn't me because I thought it was just me that she didn't fancy no Ah, no, she didn't fancy me she She was an outright bitch anyway well the truth is she didn't fancy him one little bit and if she did fancy him she mightn't have looked at Cam actually what about Cam's reaction to Lyndall when he walked into the cocktail party oh that was horrible he really let himself down didn't he he really let himself down I mean any little shred of sympathy that anybody had for him or you know some kind of a pass that you're willing to give him because I have to admit okay I'll come out with this a little bit of me was saying well he wasn't allowed to say his piece on the day he wasn't allowed to say his vows but I, right. I get where Lyndall was coming from I think she was right I don't want to hear it mate you've already put me down enough you've told me enough he told her at the dinner party mm. that they weren't going to be together so what could he possibly have said that she wanted to hear he'd been putting her down an awful lot now we know why yeah I suppose he got his opportunity already yeah now she was big enough to stand up and greet him and she was the injured party true true yeah she wasn't sitting down ignoring him in no. fairness and she should have been if that was me I would have ignored him I wouldn't have yeah. been so grown yeah. up about it poor Ollie was trodden on by Melissa I mean that must have been sore so oh you know, I didn't see that I have that to, was I have to look back at that well. you did say that oh my god she just stood on, on Ollie <laughs> <laughs> that was his fault as well so like really come on Cam yeah that's, yeah, that's true at least two things you should apologise for yeah, what did you think of Melissa? She's just very much out of place or something. She has learned nothing no. from the entire experience and, no. and, and the experience. She's just learned nothing. No. I think she'd look at most of that and think she's hilarious or something. She'd just maybe see the funny bits. I don't know. And I'm single and ready to, to mingle. You're joking me, Melissa. Well, there is a surprise. And yet all of these men who were waiting for her on the outside, like all these men were dying to have sex with her. There's absolutely no growth in Melissa in that she's exactly the same as when she came in. She's learned nothing from her. Not a bit. Yeah, I, I was, to be honest with you, I was expecting some drama between Josh and Melissa because Josh in the taxi was saying, got the comfortable shoes, got the comfortable pants, <laughs> some things that need to be addressed now, I need to be, you know, I need to be comfortable and all this. Well, um, he didn't make the edit. Or maybe they're just waiting. It's going to be tomorrow night. It seems to be, from what I can see, we got some 
issues tonight and then other couples are going to be the, the main focus of tomorrow's night's episode mm, maybe that's what so. seems to be maybe so. so come on listen go back to, to the little love triangle between Cameron Lyndall and Taylor Lindle what about Taylor's Taylor. entrance oh well now Taylor came in and you didn't think much of her dress anyway <laughs> I didn't think much of her dress on her <laughs> It was, wasn't it funny though, herself and Lyndall both had kind of similar dresses, both red. Mm, well, that's the producer's choice, you see. You know. That's the producer's choice. They get, they put forward three outfits and the producers tell them what like they were. Like they were very similar. They were very, very similar. Yeah. It was kind of a case of who wore it best. Um, <laughs> Cam had no problem giving her a hug though. No, he was up giving her a hug, 100%, yeah. Yeah, several of them and looked back about twice or three times. Couldn't take his eyes off her, in fact. Mm. Yeah, and then she walked past him and you see she touched him. Yeah. As she was walking past him. Oh, and yeah. that was a very familiar touch. I thought that was just really, really familiar. Oh, because yeah. I was kind of thinking to myself, yeah, I'd do that to Hugh if I was walking past. If we were on a night out and I was just literally just kind of walking past I'm him. I'm here, honey. Right. Yeah. I got you, honey. Yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> and, and wouldn't isn't that what you do in a couple? Yeah, true. You're not going to do it to a stranger. True. And they were still protesting at that stage that they were just friends. They were protesting. She thought it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, when it all broke out. Like, I just, I don't get her. Like, I don't get her. Can she actually be that dumb? I think it's just a part that she plays. I think it's it's her wall. She just plays that part. I do. I I think it's it's a bit like Jesse and his wall and mechanism that he comes out with. I really do. Well, Cameron was there denying the whole thing. (laughs) And then she said, oh yeah, no, we are in contact and we have been texting. And I saw his, what? Blank, Mm. blank, blank. (laughs) I don't even want to know. Everybody totally (laughs) horrified. And then uh, we got the great insinuation from Lyndall. He joked about Taylor being in a threesome with him and Lyndall. And we weren't too sure if that was true. But bum, ba dum, bum, bum. Who comes up but Ollie? Ollie was, Ollie was yeah. great, wasn't he? Ollie, Ollie was, was the man. Great. He was really good throughout the whole episode, I thought. I, I really thought he was strong. And he's grown as a person. He has definitely grown. He has grown a lot, I think, because of the support of Tani. And she believes in him. Yeah, she does. And she's allowed him to be himself mm. and encouraged him and supports him. Yeah, you have to hand it to them both. They've come a long way, but particularly him. Yeah. Uh, he's gained an awful lot of confidence. We're seeing a lot more of his personality. He does a mean John impression. Has to be oh, said. Was very that was good. superb. <laughs> really good. You do a mean John impression yourself. Uh, I was going to say, I'm a little bit jealous about that. I wasn't going yeah, to mention yeah. anything about that. Don't ask me to do one now. Just no, but the guy on, you even do the better, the guy in the UK. Oh, I, yeah. We, 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 listen, that'll come in the autumn. Okay, all right. I must rehearse. I must rehearse, you know, darling. <laughs> but look, it it was car crash. It was horrible. Cam had no redeeming features in it. He came well, especially out with worse. The fact, that, the fact that he was prancing around a nightclub naked. Yeah. For every what kind of naked nightclubs do like, you people in Australia have? Well, you were hanging. You were sitting there going, "Oh, I'd love to go to that na- nightclub." <laughs> and I'm like, going, "Sorry, what?" It was. Uh, rhetorical sure it was Hugh yeah yeah. backtracking there <laughs> no it was just like I don't know it was spot. like what kind of nightclub can you prance around naked I want to see that nightclub <laughs> like that's the way I said it yeah sure let anyway, the record show um, as Josh so, once said and Lyndall was just Lyndall was just kind of you know she was like wow yeah like, well, what else is going to come out here just- she really is very hurt by the whole thing and you can tell that because as much as Cam was making a holy show of himself she took no pleasure in it. No, Do you know what didn't. I mean? No, she, you're she right. She gloating. wasn't out for vengeance. She really wasn't. 
She you was know? out for answers. She was out for justification. She was out for closure, I think. Mm. And, you know, then she had her say and everybody listened to her um, about how she felt and how he made her feel. Yeah. And and I think that's over now. That's it for her. Yeah. I think she can actually move on. Yeah. Taylor, yeah. on the other hand. Oh, Taylor, I don't know. Uh, look, let's leave Taylor. Let's talk about Alyssa and Duncan. Now, there is a woman that was out for revenge. Yes, 100%. Hell hath no fury. Absolutely. And it started even when they hugged. It started before they hooked oh, well, okay. because as soon as she came in and sat down, she was on a diatribe about mm. how much of a crap person Duncan was and how he hurt her and how she was blindsided and how he gave her absolutely no clue at all throughout the entire experiment that he might jilt her at the altar. Yeah, he never gave her any indication. It was all going to be you and me forever, honey. It was all so great. And then got up to the vows and then he told her all this and it was terrible and he put her down in the most public way and humiliated her on like, television. Yeah, on planet Elisa. Like, no. I don't know, Hugh, I must have been watching a different programme because I didn't see any of that. Yeah. And yet, when they were sitting down to dinner across the table, she openly accused them, uh, and I used accuse in inverted commas, of Googling how to break up with someone and that's the wording that he used. I mean, earlier on it was humiliating and, you know, pull her down and all that. So which she, was it? She look at the girl is really, really, really hurt. Mm. She, I think she actually genuinely was blindsided because her version of reality is completely different to everybody else's. You're taking the words out of my mouth, and we saw that in black and white when she said, "I can't remember the words that you used." He went to say the words that he'd used. She corrected them, and then openly he said to her, "Well, you do know the words. Yes, I do, but carry on and anyway." And that's not the first time that happened. Yeah, she didn't blink, though. She'd been caught out, absolutely lying, and she didn't blink. But you see, she doesn't see it as lying, Hugh. And we discussed this last week. She, I don't think she's a manipulative person. I think she just has a completely warped view of the world, and she's like as if she's on a different planet completely. Planet Alyssa. (laughs) Where the whole entire world revolves around her. Yeah. You know, she's very spoiled. Very, very, very spoiled. Yeah, it's just no consistency in what she says. You couldn't have a relationship with a person like that. No, you couldn't. You just wouldn't because they'd say one thing and then go and do another. I mean, she's kind of, she's a gaslighter. You'd never know where you stood with her. I don't think, look, again, it's worse than that because, you know, she's gaslighting, but not in a malicious sense. Mm. She's gaslighting because she actually genuinely believes she's right. Yeah. She's not necessarily out to hurt the other person or out to embarrass or humiliate mm. the other person. She thinks that she is right in everything she says and that's the scary part. But that's again, the dangerous part if you ask Again, me. Linda, though, it's always in her favour. Of course it is, yeah, yeah, because it's her warped, you know, self-centred opinion of the world and how she understands conversations that didn't actually happen. <laughs> you know, how she hears words that weren't actually said. I know. It's her interpretation know. of events that like, wow. I thought it was quite telling the way, you know, the girls were kind of putting their hands in their head going, oh Lisa, stop please yeah. don't you know like you could yeah. see on their face that they were going oh no uh, oh don't do this don't don't you need to stop now yeah. and even when she was sitting on the couch before the dinner party mm. and she was telling them you could see that they were kind of looking at each other going whoa hang on what planet is she on that's not what happened they all knew she was upset and it's mm. fair enough when somebody's upset but when, when their version of reality doesn't match up with what mm. everybody else sees that's when there's problems including the audience oh yeah including the audience So the experts saw it, the other participants saw it and the Mm. audience saw it. She is the only one who had no clue what was happening. Can we mention the experts at this point? And I'm sorry, but this is stretching credulity at this point. That people walk in on their 
grown several months quote after the experiment ends this experiment that these experts give their life to for weeks walk around and do all these tests on 10,000 people and they don't know whether they're together or not come yeah. on yeah they said in other words they ask you to believe that they didn't watch the final vows yeah yeah I'm going to watch that back again because you know I'm pretty sure that there were there were parts where they actually mentioned the final vows were there okay that no, could be again, interesting I would have to I'd have to go back yeah Ooh. I'd have to go back and, and you know because you're you're hammering it home to me and you're saying you know it's obvious they're kind of letting us believe that they didn't see the, the final vows and I'm sitting here kind of thinking no I'm pretty sure that they referenced it once or twice did they right okay that's people. interesting yeah I didn't realise that one. I could be wrong Hugh I'd have to go mm. back and have a look at that they didn't know Melissa and Leighton were together they didn't know That's Melissa and Leighton were together and they didn't know Alyssa and Duncan weren't together yeah and then we realised, oh, they never watch Final Vows, yeah. like the rest of us. Yeah, mm, I, that's a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Come on, yeah, come on. Stretching a bit. Now, Harrison and Bronte, for once they weren't the main focus of events. Well, it's about time Bronte showed her true colours and she was well able from tonight. Yeah. But so is the group. The group didn't give him a minute. This isn't sudden. It's been coming for a while. You know, it's been coming for the previous two or three weeks that we've been watching. Harrison's power has been ebbing, 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 ebbing away. And tonight, not alone did he have no power, he had derision, open derision from the group. They made him a complete laughing stock. They yeah. literally laughed at him. They took out his props as Ollie called him his, his his printed page in like I don't know what font was that what was it like with 26 or something like that I mean you wouldn't need glasses to read that no no but he was convinced this was going to work I wonder why I'd say producers had primed him and printed it out for him the really dirt oh, yeah. he had the dirt on Bronte like I mean give me a break Harrison talk about clutching at straws but again he was deluded in that he, he convinced himself oh yeah sure I mean I'm self-righteous like you know of course people are going to believe that this is you know dirt on Bronte yeah. Like, get with the programme, Harrison. Nobody it, cares. It's funny how you see people like that and, and now he's, he's just, his whole presentation is just so much poorer. He's just a, kind of a nobody now all of a sudden. Yeah, well, he's less than a nobody, you know, because I, I just, I, that was, wow, that was, that must have been horrible. That was so humiliating. Everybody just ripped the piss out of him. Yeah, show's over. Yeah. And what, who was it? Cameron or something made a, a paper airplane of the, of the, the text. <laughs> oh, God. Even Duncan, who Even Duncan, never has yeah. a bad word to say about no, anybody. Yeah, yeah. Duncan's like, deserted him now. Yeah, you know, absolutely unbelievable. But look, he got his just desserts. He got what was coming to him. What did Caitlin say about a builder? I've forgotten the, the quote now. What happened was Harrison was saying about Bronte. Oh um, yeah. If you'd paid more, um, so much attention to do to working on yourself, mm. and then Caitlin said, Harrison, you need so much, you need to do so much work on yourself. You need to hire a builder. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Touche. That was Brilliant. very very Brilliant. good. And then what was what was it that Ollie said? Ollie was the one who actually started laughing in the first, first time place. in Mass history. He had it in history. his pocket. He has a screenshot in his pocket. Yeah, he said. Ollie said, first time in maths history, somebody brings a prop. We were, though, at some points, like, kind of wondering, why aren't they dealing with this? Why aren't they dealing with that? We saw the preview. We call it the commitment ceremony. It's really a couch ceremony and the couch reunion for tomorrow night. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to get through 12 couples, though. They really struggled even to get through six couples. Mm. And he literally only got two or three. There were a couple of times here where we said, oh, they were only in the couch for about 10 seconds. Yeah. Hello, stay or go. Stay, off you go. Goodbye. So I'm wondering how they're going to get through 12. 
12 couples and unpack all the crap that needs to be unpacked. <laughs> like, they'd want an episode each to unpack a lot of crap between the whole lot of them, like, you know. Yeah, but there's going to be some drama, all right, because we're going to get to see what went on with Dan and Sandy. We are. And I'm wondering again, Hugh, poor Hugo looks like he's been thrown under the bus again. <laughs> we look forward to tomorrow night. The last episode. I don't believe it. And tomorrow's going to be our probably our last podcast. Yeah. In relation to maths. Oh, yeah. We have a secret plan, though. Oh, I'm still kind of sad. It's the end of an era. We'll tell you more about it tomorrow. Listen, guys, we look forward to recording the podcast and obviously to looking forward to, to seeing the last episode of Maths Series 10. Mm, who would have believed it? Keep watching Maths, guys, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Take Bye care. Bye for now. Bye. Before you go, just a quick request. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you can, pop on a notification. That way you'll know when our podcast drops. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us on indicastreality at gmail.com. Indicastreality at gmail.com.